0: what's going on? This is Katie Kremitzos. I'm your host of the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Are you a good connector? A good networker? Are you the woman who everyone comes to when she's looking for a resource and you can easily pull a name out of the hat to help? Well, that's Brooke Emery too. And unlike many of us who might have struggled to actually, quote unquote, monetize our connecting gifts, Brooke has done so very well. As a matter of fact, she's kind of the go-to gal for many online business owners. She has a joint venture management agency called LinkLab, a company that, between she and her partners, provides affiliate services for launches. And she also consults to people who are looking for business strategies and connections that come out of those strategies. During our conversation, Brooke shares how she's packaged her ability to what I like to call collect people and made a business out of it how she and her entrepreneurship has evolved since being a mom, and how she practices radical acceptance of what is. Lastly, Brooke shares how she wants to focus her gifts so she can have a bigger impact on the world by supporting and connecting change makers and those who are here to uplift humanity. I hope you thoroughly enjoy this conversation with Brooke as much as I did. Brooke, what's going on, girl? I'm so happy you're here. Oh my God. I am so happy to be here, too. I want to first give a little bow down to Jen Mavros, the beautiful lady who connected us. If you do not currently subscribe to or listen to the Jen Mavros show, please go do so. She's a fellow Greek by marriage girl and super deeply connected in this world, really just speaks from the soul. And I love her. And I knew as soon as... Like anyone that Jen connects me to, I'm like, yes, just yes. All the yeses. I don't even care. Like, yes. (laughs) So bow down to you, Jen.
1: Yes. Yeah. She's divine and... Sparkly.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Such a good description. Brooke, I'm just ridiculously excited to have you here and excited for this conversation. And I really want to start with how do you make money and how do you have a business as a connector? That is how you were introduced to me. Like, oh my gosh, Brooke is this amazing connector. She really helps connect people. When you and I talked, it was very obvious that you do work with people and it's led by you connecting people. When I go to your website, it is a very non traditional website that really highlights how you connect people. And this is a skill set that so many women entrepreneurs have, and yet very few of them I have seen actually manifest it into a business. So, how do you make money as a connector?
1: That is a great question because I absolutely love connecting to the point where I would just do it for free because I get high off of it. I like free base off of connecting. (laughs) So not everything has to be about making money with connecting because sometimes my connecting is just because it's the right thing to do. And I think as a connector, if you're coming from that heart Base place. you know I love being introduced as a connector but sometimes I'm not loving anyone calling me a super connector but sometimes people will refer me to that because I just really am able to connect the dots of who should be with who. And sometimes it's because it's the right thing to do and sometimes if it is involved with money, then I will happily receive it. So to answer your question is I have a joint venture management business. With two other partners. It's called the Link Lab. And we handle getting joint venture partners and affiliates for people's launches, which is its own skill set. And it's not about just making money. Some people will do that. Oh, you mail for me, you mail for me, and you'll get 50%, you'll get 50%. Our intention is always for it to be an aligned partnership. So there's that aspect to my business. And then people come to me for consulting which I'll give a macro view of my intuitive abilities to give them business development, but then I take it a step further and I'll say... Oh, you have a handbag line? I'm going to bring you to my friend who has a showroom. So people will come to me, and if I feel aligned with what they're doing and I feel passionate about it because it needs to be aligned and not transactional, and if I know that I can help them and then I'm more excited about their dream than they are, I will sit with them, I'll consult them on a short term basis, and then I will just connect the dots for them. Being like, you need to meet, you know, so-and-so who's going to do your website. You'll need to meet this online business manager. Oh, you're, you're, like I said, with the handbag business or somebody has a not-for-profit and they need, you know, a new widget for their website. I never know who I'm going to meet, but a lot of times what will happen is the synchronicity just start to happen once I'm connected to someone. So it's Mm. also just trusting that intuition of when you're supposed to connect with someone and then not even have an agenda about it. It's just like, oh, okay, you want to publish a book? Here are the three people that I feel like you should talk to about that. And then you trust your intuition if they're the right person for you. Or I want to do a TED Talk. Oh, well, maybe you're supposed to meet up with Trisha Brooke or you're supposed to meet up with Andrea Sampson. Like, I'm not sure who you're going to feel aligned with, but I can safely say that I love them and they're great. Or if I haven't worked with them and I have an intuition that they should connect with them, I'll be very frank about that and say, I haven't worked with them. So you go and do your diligence, but my intuition is you need to go over there and check it out. And then they have to follow their own breadcrumbs. So that's the two ways that I'm able to make money connecting. So just from literally doing joint venture management and affiliate marketing... And then consulting, and then just connecting the dots for people beyond a coaching, not just like go do this. It's like go do this and go connect with that person. Yes,
0: yes, I love it. That skill set and those ways in which you do business require that you have had a history of meeting people and building relationships. So, where did you start? In that I mean I'm sure that the, I don't know if you could pinpoint like a moment because of course you've been connecting and building relationship your whole life, but as it pertains to your business, when do you feel like you were like, okay, I now need to uh, my husband is also very similar to you in relationships like he is such a good connector because he remembers stories and he remembers like a person and their' stories and experiences, right? And so I I always call them the collector of stories, the collector of people. And that is exactly how I would describe you, which is like every time you meet somebody and become engaged with them, you collect them. And so you know at any given moment, oh, you need this? Hang on, let me go to my little file box of people here. And then this is who you need to go to. So when did that start? That you knew that you were starting to collect relationships?
1: That's amazing that you called it a collector of people because when I was a little girl and I'd go on vacation, I'm going to out my age. I'm definitely not a millennial. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with being a millennial. I love millennials, but I would go on vacation and I would write postcards to my friends. And my mom's like, why are you wasting time doing that? Like, you know, like you could be on vacation. You're such a people collector. So she called me the people collector from a very young age. I love it. To answer your question, I always knew that was a gift and talent of mine because I have a background in publicity and advertising. I was born in an advertising agency. You know, my mom owned one. So I was on the creative Mm -hmm. side, the business side. My mom was actually... Not she's still with us, so she is a connector herself. So I got to watch her be in charge of new business for her advertising agency and just always connecting. I even got my first job in publicity because he came up to me, my mom's friend Gary Springer. Love you, Gary. He was like, I want to hire you. He never saw my resume. I was like, What do you mean? He's like, I love the way you work the room. I didn't know I was working in the room. I was just, and I'm actually an introvert, but like I'm an ambivert actually. But the moment I knew that I could do something with it was when I was working with my best friend's jewelry company on Madison Avenue. It's her family business. It's called Aaron Basha, And I was in charge of their marketing and PR. And they had, um, her brother Sass had come up to me and he said, you know, Brooke, I'm not going to try to fake an Israeli accent, Um, but he go, Brookie, I want to do something with UNICEF. And I remembered that my friend Debbie had worked with UNICEF. So I called up Debbie. Debbie introduced me to UNICEF. Next thing you know, we created a beautiful state sponsor, the Baccarat Snowflake Lighting on um, Fifth Avenue. So we created a special snowflake for the event. We sponsored the event. Next thing you know, we had seven commercials on CBS, like got all this press. I mean, it was, and we also benefited this incredible charity at the same time. And it was all from him just barking that. And then Mm. the synchronicities came about and I didn't know I was going to do that. And then he was like, I want, what did he, he always come up with these ideas. And then it was like a challenge for me. It was like a, like a treasure hunt. And he said to me, I want to be in the Godiva box. I was like, really? You want to be in the Godiva box? And then an intern that I was helping try to find a job reached out to me and she said, guess what? I landed a job at this agency and we represent Godiva. (laughs) I didn't help help (laughs) her get that job, but we stayed in touch, right? But I was like, oh, can we meet? Next thing you know, we are sponsoring the Mother's Day Godiva box. Their jewelry is in the middle of the box. We sponsored Brooke Shields baby shower, tons of press. I had no idea... That I was gonna do that. And then I was like, okay, well then then how do I make a business out of this? So I was always in that question. And then I had my babies, and then my friend Alan Davidson, who is an incredible enlightened marketer um, and own meditation teacher in his own right, you would love him. He was one of the first Jeff Walker launch managers, like Platinum, and he was doing a launch for David Nagel. And he said, you know, Brooke, they need an affiliate joint venture manager would you be willing to do it? And he's like, I know you can do it. I'm like, but I've never done it before. But everything in my body said yes. And so I took it on and you know, just started reconnecting with everybody that I knew in the personal development world and the internet marketing world. And it just, I loved it. I love just connecting and, and seeing how I can create win-win relationships. And so that, that was a, a long answer to your question, but hopefully I
0: answered it. I love it. How much of this is being able to stay in tune with your intuition and what you know to be right and what you know you want to manifest? I'm asking this because you gave that great example of you know him saying that he wanted to be in Godiva and then boom, all of a sudden there is somebody that you know who's like representing Godiva. And when I hear a story like that, I feel, okay, well, you have to be attuned to that. Yeah, you, you have to be in the space where you're so deeply connected, where you're aware of what is happening around you so that what you do want can really come to fruition. How much attention and time do you give to making sure you are in tune with your voice and with that inner wisdom who is always talking to you and always guiding you?
1: I would say a majority of my day is that. You know, intuition, I I refer to myself as an intuitive connector. Yeah. um, Because I feel like tuning into your intuition, there's all kinds of opportunities that flow to you all day long. And I do think that, you know, there is some actionable steps that you can take as an entrepreneur. So if you have a network and then you're like, oh, I feel like calling Susie today because, you know, you have an aligned business and there's some sort of collaboration you can be doing together to grow. I mean, then just that little spark and see where it goes without any attachment to an agenda of what might happen. Cause that's really it's being open, thinking you're getting on the phone for one thing. Like I forgot even why we were on the phone. We were getting on the phone, I think, to speak about one of my clients. And next thing you know, now I'm here on this call, I did not expect that was not expectation, but like what a happy, incredible surprise. Okay. Spirit sent me in a different direction. So to me, it's like a game to play. It's fun. It has to be fun, you know? And I think that fun and joy is where, you know, the flow and the synchronicity start to happen. So to me, it's part of the fabric for me and what makes it playful and joyful to be a connector. And I think that to me, it's everything. I can't say that that's the same for everyone, but I have interviewed a handful of people who are considered connectors. And I would say that intuition is definitely part of the part of the pattern. But there is a science to it also.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's really the marriage of all of it, right? Because it can't just be like you floating around. Like there's got to be, especially at your level, there's got to be some sense of organization of the collection of people, you know, where you know okay if this client hires my agency to do jv partnerships and and you know do an affiliate launch like i i need to have a database of folks that i can look through and say great who is aligned with this product and with what this person is is really offering so there's got to be those really practical logistical ways that you're approaching it and staying in tune to yourself to know that that's the right client in the first place, to know that you can really help them in the first place, like all all of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really when I'm working on a launch, you know, I tend to like evergreen offers, which means that the offers are available all year round. You know, I'm not going to assume people know what that is. But when there's a live launch, a specific start date, end date, you know things can come up. In production, things come up. So if you have that alignment with the client or the partner that you're working with, you know that you can get through it. And I think that that is very important because you have to go back to the why of why you even signed on with them for the first place. Because if it was about transaction, then that's going to come up versus like, oh, I am helping women get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is helping somebody with something. And to remember that when, you know, the entrepreneurial bleep hits the fan, you know, like, and it does. Sometimes I know for myself, I get tested and the contrast will show up. It just happened recently. You know, it just, it's like, oh, why am I doing this? It's, you know, <laughs> just, oh yeah, I'm doing this to help people. So you have to have that organization and the databases. And if you're, you're like, I'm not organized, I'm just completely a flitter you know, like Tinkerbell, then you surround yourself with people who are organized, whether you get a virtual assistant or an online business manager or a partner to compliment you in that, which is, you know, a lot of times what I have to do.
0: Right, right. (laughs) Because
1: I really play well in that free flowing space and I have enough organization, but I also have the willingness to look at where I'm strong and where I'm weak. And if I'm where I'm weak, I just either outsource it smart or I partner smart.
0: Very nice. I love that. I want to talk a little bit about your consulting business. Do you have a formal flow of how clients are coming in or does that happen by the natural order of things as you're going around and building relationships and so-and-so recommends you? And so like sort of the natural referral cycle, if you will, or is there a formal like, hey, here's sort of the the flow of how people are coming to me. Here's my funnel, if you will, of how people are coming to me on a regular basis. That's a great question. I, I think...
1: Until I could put the fun back in funnel, I'm, I think it might be, <laughs> I could put allergic and I'm allergic to funnels. And although I think that they are great. For me, I tend to just like to have people come to me in a very organic and synchronistic way. That could change, but as I, I'm mom, I have two kids, and I feel like, Because I have the agency and then I have my own entrepreneurial projects, that I feel like when people are meant to work with me, they just find me and it is just this great synchronicity, you know. So I don't necessarily recommend that as a marketing strategy. I do think that. (laughs) are important and you know, have people fill out the questionnaires. At some points, I did have that. But for now, where I'm at with my life, that's my marketing strategy at the
0: moment. I love it. Thank you for saying that because I feel like there's a lot of us who during particular seasons of our lives work that way and it works. And there might be different seasons of our lives where we're a little bit more intentional, I think, with our actions on how to drive and open folks' eyes towards us. But there are times where it's just like, Whoever's meant to work with me is going to work with me (laughs) and I'll continue showing up and I'll continue being of service out there and whatever happens is going to happen.
1: Exactly. And some people's personalities Mm. really do well with that very structured funnel. And I know how to talk about funnels. I know how to guide people on their applications, on how to sell in a way that's more fun and in alignment. It's just that for me, like I said, at the moment, that's just not what feels light and right. So I have to trust my intuition. So it's against the grain, but that's what wants to be. So I have to listen to it.
0: That does not feel light and right. I love that. I think so many times in business, we can make a strategy feel so heavy. And so, oh God, this is such a a lot. And we have to do it because it's this, because that's the way it's done. I love that question. Ask yourself, is this light and right?
1: Yeah, Um,
0: thank you. You are a mother. Yes. Were you an entrepreneur first or a mother first? I was an entrepreneur first. Describe to me how becoming a mother... Has evolved your entrepreneurship?
1: Becoming a mother has evolved my entrepreneurship because I have to be very, I have less time. So I think I have to be very mindful of when I do have free time to get things done. So I feel like I'm more streamlined, where maybe I would have, you know, allowed myself more time to get things done. I feel like I get things done more efficiently and i also have to be in deep radical acceptance when i don't get things done because you know i could have a plan and my kids like i don't feel well today and I'm like okay i guess we're going to the doctor i guess i'm not going to work on that today and so it is this surrender, this trusted surrender. And some days, depending on what time of the month it is, I have better acceptance than others. I'm not like, (laughs) you know, Martha Stewart, like Buddha, you know, meditating mama all day. But like, I try to trust But my priority is in being present for my kids. And sometimes I have to tell them I need to work right now. I'm not just on Facebook posting a status. I'm working right now because I'm trying to model the behavior with screens. And it's a big balance. And some days are better than others. And I know that this time is short and it's not going to be like this forever. So I just allow myself to be an entrepreneur on a modified basis, I like to say, because when the girls were away at sleepaway camp one summer, I was like, oh my God, I am so productive. It was almost like it was a bad idea because when they came back, I got to see how productive I was. So in some ways, I'm really efficient with my time. And in some ways, I'm like, I'm not getting as much done as I like, but I also just radically accept it.
0: Yeah. uh, I love that. Thank you. I feel like every entrepreneur who has become a mom has had to learn that radical acceptance. Uh, Some of us are closer than others. (laughs) Meaning like they're, I mean, I'm still learning that lesson of like, it's okay. And for those of us who really try to create our own realities versus taking on the reality of, and this was me for a long time. The the common script out there is, oh, well, when you become a mother, you can't have a career, or your career is going to be very slow and low and not important, or just not it's not moving at its pace. And so for many years, I drilled in my head the thought and the belief that just because I'm a mother doesn't mean I have to slow down business. And I can, I can have a growing business and be a mother, be a great mother and allowing even that to evolve because I'm finding now with my second, business is slowing down a little bit and I'm kind of choosing that. And that's been a big identity shift for me. Like, hang on, wait a minute. I was, I'm supposed to be like the go, 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 go. I could still do all of these great things in business that I want to do. And I'm finding that I'm actually like enjoying mommying a lot more than I thought that I would at this point and taking on an immense amount I mean the the jump from one to two kids and I don't know beyond that but I would imagine it's similar <laughs> but the level of responsibility is exponential it's not just double like it's literally exponential and so it's that is something that is very interesting to me on how how we each individually are showing up to our mompreneurship because it looks different for every single one of us and for every single kid and for every different life cycle that we're in.
1: And the life cycle that the kids are in.
0: Yes. Right? You know,
1: like when your kid is like, hopefully your house is baby proof, but at any moment you're making sure that they don't kill themselves. Like you're like, oh my God, don't touch the outlet. Don't touch this. So like, you know, there's only so much baby proofing you can do. This kind of, I even say to my friends who... My daughters, right now at the time of this interview, they are in sixth and fifth grade. But I remember I was putting a lot, I was like, you know, because I think sometimes it could be tedious, you know, like how many times can I sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star one more time? And I'm like, oh my God, I should get miles for this. But then I'm like, (laughs) now they don't want me to sing it anymore. So it's just kind of like there's an age and a stage. But I remember when my youngest got to kindergarten, I felt this breath. But then I'm like, okay, I got to give myself time to get my sea legs again. And it's okay. I mean, everyone is different and everyone yeah. might be like, oh, i got this. Or, but like, I didn't even know how to keep a plant alive. So it was a little slower <laughs> for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so true. Kendra Hennessy has the podcast, Mother Like a Boss. And I was watching one of her Instagram stories the other day. And it was right about the time when school was going back. Her kids had just gone back to school. And she's like, y'all, I got more work done in three hours than I did the entire summer. <laughs> like, that's just kind of <laughs> the way it is around here. So yeah, I just, I love that reminder. If you listening are a mompreneur, like just being radical acceptance about where things are right now. I love that when things don't go a- according to plan. I really, really love that.
1: Yeah. And it's okay. If you want to leave a dish in the sink a little longer, I give you permission
0: (laughs) or not. I mean, you don't even want to see my sink right now. Like (laughs) sink and folding laundry are the last things I always wait to last. Yeah. And I mean, it could be a long time. We're not just talking about a (laughs) dish or a day, like long time. (laughs) No judgment, baby. (laughs) No judgment until my husband is finally like, I'll wash the dishes. Thank you. Yes. Yes, I did it. Oh my gosh. Brooke, I would love to know you've been so good at following what you really felt was the right thing with the right people. You've created two great ways that people can really benefit from the gifts that you have, which I love. And I'm so glad that you gave clarity about what that looks like. Where are you now? Where are you now and where do you want to go? Where am I now? I
1: would say that my focus right now is using my connections for consciousness and impact. So where I want to go is to uplift the uplifters. And, you know, as I've been permanent fixture in the self-help section for over 25 years, I've seen the personal development industry change so much and I'm so happy that there's so much accessible, but there's also, I feel like there's a lot of noise out there and I feel like there's a lot of misinformation and I feel like there's a lot of transaction. And as someone who spent a lot of money on my personal development and my business, to me, I'm sort of, I like, I call myself like a spiritual thug or like a vigilante in some ways because I feel like I want to protect people and not that you can't learn from the contrast of situations or the shadows of situations but for me what I want to do is be able to create a platform for people to find people to help them those who are spiritually curious that want to be uplifted but also give them the ability to have discernment. Not that I can help them have discernment, but I can do my part to lead them to people that I feel like will be of their highest and best. But I know that that Mm -hmm. can't always happen, that they might... I've had times when I've connected people and it's gone sour. And I have to know that that was part of their experience whenever I'm in that position. But where I'm going is creating a platform for people to find people to connect with, to grow elevate the planet and then also impact causes that are actually doing things, not just throwing charities, you know, like if someone who girls can't go to the bathroom in India, one toilet is like seventy dollars and that will like put eighty girls to go back to school, I might have the numbers messed up at the moment, but just things like that, that I know that my connecting can have an impact on those kinds of things that move the needle. And it's not just going towards events and swag bags. That's where I'm headed. I just want to make a difference and use my connections for good and have a
0: lot of fun. That's the key. Have a lot of fun. Yeah. I love it. Brooke, thank you so much for your time here. I really appreciate it. And I am so glad that everyone has gotten to hear this story.